The King of Glory. Amen. There's two verses he hit last Sunday. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it on the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in the holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Well, how's that going to happen? He's going to give you a new heart. Okay. Who hath not lifted up his soul, mind, will, and motion to vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, not make rash vows. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God and our salvation. This is a generation of them that seek him, that seek his faith, O Jacob. Here it is. Jesus said, ought not Christ to suffer these things and enter into his glory? He told them on the road to Emmaus. And then when he entered into his glory, this is what happened. When he walked through, this is what was said. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Jesus was the king of glory. The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. And you know the prophetic word was the King of glory is stepping in. He's stepping into this place right now. He is stepping in. His glory is going to fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. And you know the thing about it, when Janice shared this with me, uh, I had already prepared this week Psalms chapter 2, verse 4. Listen. Psalms 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth set themselves against the rulers and take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, saying... Let us break his bands asunder and cast away the cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak to them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. The Lord sits in heaven and laughs. And what God had already spoken to me about the purpose of the Holy Spirit's coming was what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but what we've been going through for the last who knows how long, it con constantly draws the joy out of your life. It's sucking the very life out of you. And that's why it's important for you to realize that's why the Holy Spirit came, so we could be filled with it. You know, one of the things Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians, uh, not sure exactly where, but he says, I am filled, I am exceedingly joyful in all my tribulation. Look at all Paul went through. What did he say? I'm going to finish my course with joy. But he said he's exceedingly joyful in all his tribulation. That's incredible. Paul said, none of these things move me. Neither did I count my life dear that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry I have received to testify of the grace of God. Exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation. So see, this is something, you know, I was looking at uh, Nehemiah. And Nehemiah, I don't know if I want to look at that. But one of the things that, that it said in Nehemiah, it says about the fields. Let me, let me read it here. 
Okay. Oh, I wasn't in Nehemiah. I was in Nehemiah. And I'll tell you what that is while I hear. When they finished building the temple, got it all ready, they came to read the book of the law, and Ezra was reading it, and the people began to cry and to weep. And he stopped them and said, This is not a time for weeping and crying. This is the time to be joyful. Go get your food, eat, drink, and be merry, for this is a time to be joyful. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. What is your strength? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Isaiah chapter 12 says this, With joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Joy is your bucket. What's the enemy after? I remember years ago I heard a message talk. If the enemy can take your joy, he can take your goods. If he can't take your joy, he can't take your goods. The first thing he's after is your joy. To make you depressed, hopeless, and all it's going through. And you know, one of the things in Daniel that says we'll cover it later sometime, but he's, his job, he's going to wear out the saints of the Most High. Wear you down. <clears throat> How many feel a little wearing down? That's the time to what? Laugh. Have a good laugh. Good old drink. But in Joel, okay, he talks about, we're in the middle of a drought right now. And he says here, uh, Verse 9, chapter 1, Joel. The meat offering and the drink offering is cut from the house of the Lord. The priest, the Lord's ministers, mourn. The field wastes away. The land mourns, for the corn is wasted. The new wine is dried up. The oil languished. And be ashamed, O you husbandmen, how the vine dressers, for the wheat and the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up. The tree languished. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree, the apple tree. Even the trees of the field are withered. Say, because... Say because. Why? Joy has withered from the sons of men. You tell me there's not cause and effect, there is. I'm telling you, this is not a time to be dry. It's a time to be filled with the Holy Ghost. This is a time to rejoice. And he says, gird yourself. And he goes on to tell you, you know, uh, what. there's another verse, I think, in, and it says that... Uh, because joy has withered from the house. Okay, here it is. 15. Alas, the day for the day of the Lord is at hand as destruction from the Almighty shall come. Is not the meat cut off from before our eyes? Yea, joy and gladness from the house of God. Now, what's the answer to this? Hey, we're coming up on chapter 2. It shall come to pass in the last days that I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons will prophesy and your old men will dream dreams and all that. And on my servants, my handmaids, I'll pour out my spirit. Yes. Now, yes. this is that. Yes. The Holy Ghost is the answer to the drought. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Stir up the gift that's within yes. you. This is not a time to let this old stuff sap your life right out of you. It's the time to be exceedingly joyful in all your tribulation. How's that work? I don't have a clue. But I know one thing. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, it ain't going to matter a whole lot. <laughs> So that's, that's part of what we're looking at. You know, Scripture says in Psalms 122.1, I was glad when they said unto me, what? Let us go into the house of God. I was what? Glad when they said. 
Well, a lot of people's got plumb out of the habit of going to the house of the Lord. The enemies blocked the doors where they couldn't come into the house of the Lord. I'm telling you, it's time to rise up and see where is your strength come from. Your strength comes from the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord that's your strength. Remember that. When you start feeling down, remember the joy of the Lord is your strength. Have a drink. You can drink anytime you want to because you're filled with the Holy Ghost. It says here in Psalms 126, When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, then was our mouth filled with laughter. What? When he turned to captivity. I got news for you. Jesus sat down. He's already turned the captivity of everything. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, and you're seated there with him in victory. So what is it that that's, we should be upset about? You know, Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything under the sun. There's a time to mourn, but there's a time to laugh. And I'm telling you, this is a time to laugh. This is the time to be joyful in all our tribulation. Laugh. Job, chapter 5, verse 22. He says, at destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. Come on. Amen. At destruction and famine. You know, I've done deliverance for 30, 40 years. And when we first started learning to do deliverance and we'd take authority over the demon, the first thing the demon would do was to laugh at us. Mock you. Laugh at you. Intimidate you. Why? He knows there's something in laughter. He knows it's the power. And we saw right off what it was. And I, I, I would usually say, you're laughing at the blood of Jesus? And I want to tell you that laughter turned into mourning real quick. So he knows the power of laughter. He knows. And that's why Job said it. Famine and destruction now shall laugh. When your load gets heavy, you need to have a good laugh. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Psalms 30, verse 5. Verse 11 says, Thou hast turned my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth. Oh, come on, we used to sing it. Thou hast turned my mourning into dancing. Amen? And that's what he's done. Isaiah 61.10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. Say joyful. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all nations. A robe of righteousness. And you know verse 7 there. Are you there, Roger? Give me verse 7. I think it's Isaiah 61 verse 7. For your shame you shall have double. For your confusion you shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in the land shall they possess double everlasting joy. What? Double Double joy, everlasting joy in that land, exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think, according to what? What works in you. A double joy. Verse, Proverbs 17, 22. Now, what am I saying? What did Paul say when he was addressing the king? He said, I think myself happy, O God. I think myself happy. You know, it depends on what you're thinking. It depends on if you're joyful or mournful. You can think yourself happy, but you've got to think on the right things. That's why it's so important to bring into captivity every thought that you're having. Is it producing life or is it producing death? Exchange it. Start thinking the way God wants you to think. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Proverbs seventeen twenty two. 
Proverbs 15, 13 says, A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. I'm telling you, this kind of stuff we're feeding on is going to take a toll on humanity. It's going to take a heavy toll on people. And I tell you, you, have, you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But you've got to press in, you know, and be like Paul. None of these things move me. Why? I want to finish my course. Why? With joy. Praise God. Proverbs 15.5. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. What kind of feast? A merry heart. That's why the kingdom of God, Romans 14.17, the kingdom of God is not what you eat or drink or whether you got toilet paper and all that. The kingdom of God is righteousness peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy. For he that serves God in these things are approved of God and accepted of men. So go out and have your good old time. Be thankful for what you got. I'm telling you, there's consequences to allowing this old gloom and doom thing to get on you. It affects everything you do. A merry heart has a continual feast. You know, Ecclesiastes talks about eat, drink, and be merry. Enjoy your life. Proverbs, uh, Luke <clears throat> 15 says, eat, drink, be merry. You know, it's, been, it's a proven fact. I read this story on some animals they were testing. And they brought the animals and they fed them and they gave them water. But they never spoke to them or touched them. They just fed them. Within weeks, they died. And they took and examined their bones and the bones had dried up. The marrow and the bones had dried up. Now listen, we are not created to be isolated. We are not designed to isolate yourself from the rest of your family and your friends and your body of Christ. Proverbs 18.1 talks about a man that isolates himself. And it's It's scary. And, but we were not created that way. Animals are not created that way. Acts 20, we don't, and that's what I was talking about, Paul was talking about leaving. When he said, bonds or afflictions are waiting for me. But none of these things move me. That's Acts 20, 23. None of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry I received to testify of the gospel of grace. It's not enough just to finish your course. It's not enough. You know, for years you heard me say, it's not those that start the race that count, but those that finish it. Holding the beginning of your confidence steadfast to the end, because in the last day many will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits of fear. It's happening. Spirits of fear dominating people's lives. And he says that I might finish my course with joy and preach the gospel of the kingdom. You know, we're to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's going on in heaven? Continual feast. Joy. On earth as it is in heaven. That's what God's want. You know when you know the kingdom's here? When God's will is being done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what the kingdom's all about. That's why the 
Holy Ghost has the key to the kingdom. Why? Because that's the door. Joy. You've got to enter in with joy so you draw well, waters out of the wells of what all he's provided. I didn't, I'm not saying this is easy. I'm just saying, hey, I know what it's affected me just watching what's going on. I know it's affecting you. But I'm telling you, it's not a time to look at, your, look at to yourself. It's time to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Amen. For the joy that was set before him. The what? Joy. What? In the garden? Do you think he was joyful? you think he went through a little bit in the garden? you think he w- went through a little bit in the whipping post? you think he went through a little when he's on the cross? The Bible says that was joy. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father, saying, It's finished. I'm expecting my enemies to be made my footstool, and you're the ones going to do it. So as the Father sent me, so send I you. So go on. Get after it. Okay. Now, Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serves Christ is accepted of God and approved of men. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking into Jesus, say into the author and finisher of faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father. The kingdom means a place where God's will is being done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the kingdom. That's why Jesus preached the kingdom. He preached the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom is righteousness. God's, we are the very righteousness of God. And Jesus said, I give you my peace. And then the joy of the Lord is your strength. Psalms 51, 12, David knew the source of his strength when he cried out, when he had sinned with Bathsheba. He said in Psalms 51, 12, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with your free, willing Holy Spirit. Uphold me with your Spirit. Restore the joy. I'm saying you need to say, Restore the joy of your, your salvation. When we know truly what he's done for us and we, what we've got ahead. You know, Eric, going on to be with the Lord. You know, for months before he would tell me, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. You know, when you get in that position where you know you're going that way, you just can't wait. You're just putting it off. I want to tell you, when you get to the place where Eric was, the draw from heaven is a lot greater than the draw on earth. It has nothing to do with leaving his family and leaving his grandkids and everyone that he loved. But think about him being isolated for 90 days from them. That's not right. And so, you know, he was ready to go. And he was longing for it because, you know, I remember he, he told me, a friend of his told him, after you get 80, if you get sick or something, just take that advantage and get on out of here. Don't hang around. Because <laughs> this guy was in his 80s. He said, just take your first chance out of here. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. When I heard he passed on, I rejoiced. I remember probably about 10.45 when I was walking in here Saturday. I stopped right at that door. And I said, Lord, please, either heal Eric or take him home. He did both. He did both. Wasn't 15 minutes. He took him home. 
we got a lot to be thankful for. And we got a wonderful God. Hebrews 12, 11 talks about being disciplined of the Lord. It says, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness, uh, the joy in the Holy Ghost. You know, right in the midst, in Luke chapter 2, when Jesus was born, the angel said to them, Be not afraid, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. What was the good news? There was Roman soldiers, there was war, there was under their dominance. It didn't look like it. But in the midst of all that chaos, he said, I bring you news of great joy. That's why Jesus came, to give us joy. See, I'm telling you, you, your joy is precious. Don't let something steal your joy and take it from you. I tell you, I, it's, it's not a time for, for the devil to wear out the saints of the Most High. It's the time for the saints of the Most High to wear out the devil. Yeah. Yeah. I think he needs to find a different dwelling place than bothering us. There's lots of other places he can go. So, you know, right now, the king of glory, lift up the gates. You know, for my part, I just want to say doors be open, gates be open in this area so the king of glory can come in. Just come on in, king of glory. Come on in. And, and this is a time for no more delay. No more delay. I'd encourage you to get the paper and listen to the rest of it. But uh, I know you're just having a hard time hearing just like I was, so. Uh, decided we just do plan B. I'm plan B. Okay. Great joy. God is raising up an army who in the midst of the war and the destruction that's going on will make his joy full. To hear make, you know, David said, make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. You know what the word peace means? It means a bone is broken. And peace is when it comes back together. Becomes one again. That's peace. Irene, that's peace. It comes back that, that the bones may come back together. And most of the time, they come back stronger than they were. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? When we understand the kingdom and the kingdom, we learn to submit under God's government. We discover the source of joy that can bubble up into everlasting life. Bubble up into everlasting life. Jesus said, if you drink the water I give you, you'll be able to have a well in you springing up into everlasting life. Just let it bubble. You know, I'm so thankful, 19... 94, when the Holy Ghost came in a new and living way for, for all us guys and yeah. gals and all the stuff we had a fun with. It's never left. A lot of revivals have come and gone, but this bubbling up has never left. No, and you know why it won't leave? Because it's the Holy Ghost. Yeah. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will comfort you. That's why he's here, to comfort us. It's the time to receive God's comfort. It's time to receive it. You can resist it in fear and unbelief and doubt and all the stuff that's going on, but you can also receive it and just let the peace that passes all understanding keep and guard your hearts and minds. Very important. I'm telling you, I believe the thing is broken. I believe from what this said, it's a, it's a word 
that he's stepping into it, and this, the delay is over. And it's time for him to do what he's going to do. But he needs us to rise up and be what he's called us to do. Jesus promised us the oil of joy, Isaiah 61, for mourning. What is it? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. If you feel a spirit of heaviness come on, I do that a lot of times. I will just put on some music while I'm studying. I just turn up turn on some praise music. And before long, I've noticed a, a lifting in the atmosphere. So guard your atmospheres. If you've if you got something going on in your house, just put on a little praise music. The, the devil don't like it a whole lot. Yeah. He don't like it. Run him on out of there. Get rid of him. I remember this one uh, missionary. Uh, he was in bed and the devil came. I mean, the devil came. Well, he got up and locked all the doors in the room, said, now, devil, you can't get out of this room. You have to stay here. And he put on praise music and then went back to sleep. <laughs> that tells you what he thought about the power of the devil. <laughs> but I'm telling you, guys, seriously, Isaiah 14 says, in that day, people are going to look on that Satan the one that did all this mess. And they're going to say, is this the one that did all that? They're going to be appalled that this thing had done what he did. They were astounded that he was allowed to do what he did. Well, you've got to allow him to do it. You can allow him not to do it. And the same, I think we just need to stand up. We talked about Jesus in Hebrews 1 now. For you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Lawlessness. How many of you know there's a spirit of lawlessness running rampant in the world today? And hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. The oil of what? Gladness. Jesus has given us the oil of gladness. The oil of gladness. Oh, man. 2 Corinthians 7, 1, Paul said, Having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Well, let me tell you how that works. Having these promises, whereby are given to us, 2 Peter chapter 1, exceeding great and precious promises, that by these promises we may escape the corruption that's in the world through lust. And add to your faith virtue, knowledge, temperance, God, and his brother kindness. By the promises. How do you cleanse yourself? By the promises. Take the word of God for what he said. Believe the word of God. That's how you cleanse yourself. You can't cleanse yourself by doing praying, fasting, doing anything else. You cleanse it by the exceeding great and precious promises that he gives. That by them, you're a partaker of his divine nature. Say, by them. You're a partaker of his divine nature. Amen? Amen. So we, we got to rise up and take that. <clears throat> Paul said, great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with all comfort. I'm exceedingly joyful in all my tribulations. That's for 2 Corinthians 7, 4, I think. Exceeding joyful. His joy was bubbling up and overflowing. You know what the word rejoice means in the, in the Old Testament? It means to spin 
and twist with violent emotion. Come on. Means to dance and twist and turn with violent emotion. That's what rejoice is. Exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation. Do you think we needed the Holy Ghost? We need him. Philippians 3, Paul said, This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You know, we can't do a thing about yesterday or tomorrow, but right now you can thank yourself happy. It says, For this is the day which the Lord hath made, and I will what? Spin like a top with violent emotion. You know, that's why you're labeled holy rollers. You know that, don't you? You know, they jumped pews and swung on chandeliers. That's all part of the package. We don't have chandeliers, but that's part of what, who you really are. You are Pentecostals, ain't you? Thank God for it. So I'm proud of it. Yes. Isaiah 35 says, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing and everlasting joy Everlasting joy shall what? Be upon their heads. The ransomed, bought back, paid with the price. Isaiah 53, 5 says, The chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. He took all of that so we could have peace. And he said, My peace I give to you, and no one's going to take it from you. These things have I written that you might have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. What? Good cheer, for I've overcome the world. You know, I just feel like this whole drought thing we're going through, a lot of it's because of joy has been withering from the house of God. Who's the house of God? Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And we've allowed that joy not bubble up. We've allowed the spirit to, the, the evil to pull that joy and life right out of us. It's time to say no. No more. It's over. Amen? Uh, you know, when all through, I didn't even touch the New Testament, but every place when the prodigal sons and the uh, Luke chapter 15, there's joy in the presence of angels over one sinner that rejoices, that re repents. Every time somebody gets saved, there is a hallelujah thing going on in heaven. Don't you know they're staying busy with their hallelujah chorus? Yeah. I'll sing a hallelujah over and over. There's rejoicing and joy in heaven over one person that gets saved. So they're not worried about all the other stuff. They are so excited about the ones that's coming to life. And we need to see that's the pattern. Okay. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. So I want you to think yourself happy. Go ahead. Yeah. 